0: are about to hear a preview of Partially Examined Life supporter-exclusive content. To learn how to get the whole thing, check out PartiallyExaminedLife.com slash support. You're listening to the Partially Examined Life, episode 306, part three. We had finished, I think, pretty thoroughly the Dworkin article, and we're going to just discuss more about the Dobbs decision itself. I think in particular we should focus on the dissent. But uh, yeah, where do you guys want to start?
1: Why don't I give a brief summary of the majority opinion and then we can move on to what we think key parts of the dissent are Mm -hmm. so the majority lays this out in a few different points the first one is the constitution makes no express reference to right to abortion they don't like the idea that previous decisions it's kind of given a textual home in various amendments including the first fourth fifth ninth fourteenth casey in particular said it was protected by the fourteenth amendment due process clause and also by the equal protection clause. Second objection is that it's not rooted in the nation's history and tradition. So it's not essential to ordered liberty. And so not part of the 14th amendment. So this is really the substance of the majority's view, which is that if you want to say an unenumerated right, something that's not explicitly mentioned in the constitution falls under the 14th, then you'd better be able to show it's part of the nation's tradition and
0: history. Yeah, do we have an example of something that is unenumerated, yet is a part of the nation's tradition and history and has been affirmed by past cases to be so? What about privacy in general?
1: We do.
2: Privacy in general
0: isn't put in the Constitution at all.
1: I mean, that's one where there's actual case precedent, although Thomas would disagree, right, that privacy is in there. The other justices will want to concede that. So as you know, you know freedom, the ordered liberty is freedom limited by the need for order in society. It comes up first, I think, in a case called Palco versus Connecticut, where the judge ultimately said that double jeopardy is not included in the scheme of ordered liberty. And so even though it, you know, it applies to federal law, it doesn't apply to state law necessarily. States can choose what they want to do with that. And that was later overturned. Of course, that case is a bit different because that's something explicitly mentioned in the amendments, right? That was from Benton versus Maryland. So now I'm just looking here to see where it first really becomes applicable to something that's not explicitly mentioned. It might be those right to privacy cases actually Dylan, Let's bracket that.
0: So Wiki has given me some examples because I could the right to travel, the right to vote. Apparently, I wouldn't think that's unenumerated, but, and the right to keep personal matters private. So these are ones that are unenumerated, but Supreme Court has found that they are protected by the constitution. And I guess there's not a lot of Controversy about those things, you know, just like freedom of speech is not universal, the right to keep personal matters private is probably, you know, they're going to be competing interests that could outweigh that.
1: Yeah, the travel case is the one I was trying to think of. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are many other cases where we think. Yeah, I brought up the tumor example last time, right? Can the state legislature rule against me being able to remove a cancerous tumor?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You could say that's more obvious because it's about life and health, but so is abortion, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not that the state doesn't have an interest in regulating that. It does have an interest in regulating who can remove my tumor, what facilities it can be removed at, all that stuff. But it's still, obviously, it's crazy to think that the constitution wouldn't protect my right to do that. So,
2: Well, and, and in fact, it can also, it can't force you to have the tumor removed. Just like, you know, for, you know, unless you're a minor, you can refuse medical treatment. And interestingly, a pregnant woman can refuse to get a blood transfusion that would save the life of herself and her child for religious reasons. But for any reason, she just refuse, refuse the treatment. Yeah. We we haven't brought that particular kind of case up, but it would to me resonate a lot with the abortion question is in the dissent of the Dobbs decision it's brought up this language has been more common sense of forced birth with regards to abortion. But it seems to me that the corollary is going to be forced birth when someone chooses to not undergo a medical treatment that would likely save the life of their child or prefer not to undergo that to save their own life. I mean, you know, the examples you hear a lot about, well, you know, the woman needs an abortion order to save her own life, but there are surely plenty of cases in which you can come up to refusing medical treatment that would save the life of the child. Transfusion is just one. You know, my own wife, who is an OBGYN, faced that numerous times in her career.
1: So the majority's argument is that, you know, the term liberty in the 14th Amendment doesn't provide us much guidance from case law. I think it's palco and this, this idea that you have to show that these rights are part of our tradition in history. And then the majority will point to the fact that there was no state had recognized a right. Strangely enough, they're appealing to state legislation when The 14th Amendment was trying to say, actually, states can't legislate Mm -hmm. against people's rights that are guaranteed in the Constitution. But anyways, they're going to appeal to that idea that it was long a crime in every state. So that's that part. And then the third part, the third and final point, although there are a lot of little subsections under it. The third point asks, is abortion part of a broader entrenched right, right, the right to privacy? And they want to say, A, no, it's not part of bodily autonomy or you can't just say everything that's a matter of bodily autonomy you know you could license drug use that way or prostitution and then it's different than other right to privacy stuff like marriage you know marrying who you want or contraception stuff like that because it destroys a potential life so the state interest according to the majority and regulating for the life of the fetus makes this much different than contraception Part B is just all the stuff about starry decisis, whether precedent should govern here, whether there's good reason to overturn a previous. You know, actually, you know, fifty years of Supreme Court precedent, and they say basically the decision was egregiously wrong. Its quality, the quality of its reasoning, is poor. It sets up an unworkable framework, and there are no reliance in, interests, which I think we'll just talk about when we talk about the dissent. The final conclusion is just that deference to the states, because the states have a legitimate interest in protecting the right of the unborn, strongly presume the validity of any law that does that, and the Supreme Court should stay out of that. So that's my summary of the majority
2: that's a good summary but just to underline it the reason the supreme court would stay out of it is because it's positively not a right guaranteed by the constitution and therefore the states are not obligated to be fenced in by it
1: yeah but according to all these different criteria that it sets out right because even the majority concedes that the fact that it doesn't exist in the that it's not mentioned in the amendments doesn't mean that it's not possible that it's covered they're they're not even that brazen right they know that the 14th amendment has been used to yes eke out a lot of different rights including right to privacy stuff which most of them only thomas wants to discard that right most of them want to say no no this is going to affect marriage it's not going to affect contraception or even yeah so whether interracial marriage or same-sex marriage so their claim is that it doesn't affect all that because the life of the fetus makes that that different
2: i forget and I, maybe I just, I'm just just revealing that I didn't read it carefully enough. But the part about um, it not being part of bodily autonomy because other kinds of things that we would consider to be perfectly regulatable, like you know drug use or something like that. Do, do you remember more about that? Because there's an interesting question about the where, where the boundary of bodily autonomy is, right? There are trespassing laws. You can't go anywhere you want to go. You can't do anything with your body that you you can't do anything you know that's perfectly legal with regards to your body habitus
1: so i could read from the okay. syllabus this is point 3 and this is really just the preamble of the right to privacy stuff but it finally the court considers whether right to To obtain an abortion is part of a broader entrenched right that is supported by other precedents. The court concludes the right to obtain an abortion cannot be justified as a component of such a right. Attempts to justify abortion through appeals to a broader right to autonomy and to define one's concept of existence prove too much. Those criteria at a high level of generality could license fundamental rights to illicit drug use, prostitution, and the like. What sharply distinguishes the abortion right from the rights recognized in the cases on which Roe and Casey rely is something that both those decisions acknowledged. Abortion is different because it destroys what Roe termed a potential life. So I think, even though I have it in my notes, it doesn't really address right to privacy there. Because I think bodily autonomy, I mean, you could think of that, I suppose, as right pri- part of right to privacy. But in a way, it's more fundamental.
0: Yeah, I see, I seem to remember some mentioned somewhere in there about just a denial that a medical procedure really should fall under a right to privacy, that it's different than yeah. keeping private matters private. So the fact that you had a legal procedure, like that could be under the right to privacy, but the right to have it at all, you know, it's like, can a doctor prescribe you whatever kind of drug that you want to have or that the doctor wants to give you? Like, well, it's just between you and the doctor. Well, and you taking the drug and walking the streets on that drug. Okay. So it's the same thing. If there's external harm, then it can't just be a matter of privacy.
1: The doctor can do anything right? that is in line with your health, but clearly, yeah, the difference here is that there's an interest in potential life, which does make it different than those other right-to-privacy cases, although I think it's absurd that the right-to-privacy simply disappears once you have a state interest in regulating potential life, right? What Casey and Roe both acknowledge that, and they just say, okay, we got to balance the right-to-bodily autonomy and privacy against those, right? And we have to work about, out a framework that balances those two. The majority in this case says, no, women's right to, however you want to put it, privacy, bodily autonomy, that just disappears once the interest in potential life begins. And they don't even say much about what that interest is, right? Dworkin wanted us to talk about, you know, whether is that a rights and interests type of interest, or is it, you know, an inherent value sort of interest, more detached, the idea that you can say one thing simply obliterates the other without including it in your legal analysis seems pretty crazy. And that's one of the things that the dissent will get on them for.
2: Yeah. And so the end result is that there isn't this protection in the constitution and therefore the states can make laws and not, not have to worry about them being overturned by the feds.
1: Yeah. In this case, yeah, abortion is not, not a right. states can do what they want. We should note that, and the dissent notes this too, that what the majority do not do is they do not say that the fetus is a person and then try to say states must prohibit abortion, even though some of them probably think that.
0: And the Kavanaugh, I just glanced at the Kavanaugh concurrence and it just baldly states that this is not outlawing abortion. We're remaining neutral. That's the whole point that he thinks he's clarifying it. I don't think it was necessary whatsoever, but
1: yeah. I mean, the dissent will say, obviously, it's not neutral to take
0: away a right. If that sounds like the kind of thing that you want to hear more about, then please go to partiallyexaminedlife.com slash support. Thanks for listening.